Hey you! Welcome to the Muzzles Mascara Motherhood Podcast. A podcast for the woman who recognizes that fitness is way more than a dress size or a number on the scale. Who refuses to diminish her uniqueness to fit in and who recognizes that motherhood is her superpower, not the death knell to her body or life goals. I'm your host, I'm Lola Bodeogudipwe, a fitness communicator, coach, wife and mom of two. On every episode of this podcast, you're going to be informed, inspired, and invigorated to take action as we talk about topics ranging from nutrition, mindset, exercise, motherhood, and the ever-changing definitions of beauty. If your goal is to be the healthiest, fittest version of you, who is confident and comfortable in her skin and empowered in all her roles, especially motherhood, you're in the perfect place. Let's do this. Where you are right now, the results that you have gotten so far or the results that you're struggling to get on your weight loss fitness healthy journey is as a direct result of your actions or inactions today we are talking about taking responsibility the power of personal responsibility on your journey whatever you're struggling with right now whatever you're happy with whatever you're not happy with the state of your body the state of your fitness the state of your health that's all on you Now, I'm not coming for you, not in that way. But you know what? If we don't take this perspective and start to understand that the power truly lies in our hands, then the struggle is going to continue. I like to joke a lot about village people, right? If you follow me on Instagram, I'm always joking about village people. If you're not from Nigeria or Africa, you've been wondering who are village people, right? It's the mythical Mr. Nobody. When we were kids, I think in one of my English texts, there was even a joke about Mr. Nobody, you know, in the home or in the house. When your mom comes and says, who did this? Who spilled the water? Who broke the tumbler? Who did this? Everybody's like, nobody. I don't know. Nobody. So there's a mythical Mr. Nobody in the house who is responsible for everything that goes wrong. But nobody is taking personal responsibility for it. Village people is basically the mythical Mr. Nobody, right? When something goes wrong, you're late for work or something. We joke that ah, village people got you. They came for you and they got you. And while we joke about these things and we, you know, um, fool around about them, there is a way that these things seep into our consciousness and we start to play the game blame in different areas of our lives. And I see it play out a lot when it comes to a weight loss or fitness journey. There is always that external factor that we tend to blame for not getting the results that we want or for not doing the things that we say that we will do to get us to, you know, our destination to our journey. So today I want us to look at how we are abdicating responsibility, examine the areas in which we are not taking, you know, full ownership of our journey. Because guess what? Nobody is coming to save you. Nobody's coming to achieve those results. Nobody can do it for you. No matter how much anybody loves you or anybody loves me, no matter how much anybody desires, no matter how much one pays a coach, nobody is going to be able to help you achieve those results except you get up, grow up and do exactly what it is that is going to take for you to do it. This might sound a bit harsh, but you know what? If the truth isn't told, this right now is May, the May you know, of 2023, when were we telling each other happy new year? When were firecrackers going up over the place and everybody was, was rejoicing and thinking at making a new year. And for a lot of us, we set new year resolutions, right? We said, okay, this is the year I'm going to take control of my health. This is the year I'm going to lose that weight. This is the year, you know, that I am finally going to walk towards that body that I want, because guess what? It is also important, but it's me now and adulting has happened. Motherhood has been in the way. 
making money the economy all over the world has gone crazy right so what do we do when the chips are down subconsciously we blame other people we blame other factors and guess what the dangerous thing about excuses is that they are true that is the most dangerous thing about excuses when clients come to me and they make excuses i'm very empathetic because guess what i get it the alarm went off but you were knackered from yesterday you were exhausted from taking care of the kids from being in traffic right you couldn't plan your meals because the boss you know put a meeting that just us took your um week out of sync from what you had planned right you forgot your water bottle at home or you were so busy with meetings you didn't drink water excuses are dangerous because they are true if one sets a goal for weight loss for fitness and you're like i want to achieve this thing it always it it it, it always seems like isn't it just this goal i set i'm going to be able to achieve it but what we don't do is sit down and really realize the mountains and the obstacles the mythical village people in the way that are going to prevent us from achieving those goals I always tell my clients that I don't want you to set goals in a state of euphoria. I don't want you to set goals in a state of motivation. I don't want goals set in a motivated state because that is a blinding state where we don't take real stock of what it's going to take to achieve those goals. And so we come and we blame everybody. Mr. Nobody. So you have a meeting with a client. I have a meeting with a catch-up meeting with a client, right? And I, okay, how did this week go? Oh my gosh, I didn't really do this. I didn't really do that. And again, I understand. I, I empathize, right? But the truth of the matter is, shit didn't get done. What you were supposed to do, you didn't get it done. Only you can get it done. Only you are in control of your life, even as it seems as if other factors are in control. But guess what? Even in that week where you didn't drink the water, you didn't do the exercise, you didn't plan the meals, you didn't eat the fruits and veggies, other things got done. But guess what? This wasn't a high enough priority to get it done. And until we start to accept that truth and start to say, okay, you know what, Dami, maybe this really isn't a priority. Then we're going to keep on being frustrated, keep on wasting energy, not showing up and then saying that it is not working. My fat is too stubborn. This is not for me. I need another diet. Maybe a new exercise regimen is going to be the magic guess what? You're still going to encounter the same village people, the same Mr. Nobody over there because you are the village people. You are the Mr. Nobody. It's time to stand and look into the mirror and tell the truth. There is so much freedom in truth and facing the fact, right? Because it puts the power back in our hands. When we start to let other people and other circumstances, and I'm saying people because at times we blame the kids, we blame the husband, we blame the boss, we blame the deliverables at work. But anything you blame has power over you. Anything you blame will always control your results. It will always control the narrative. So it's time to stand in front of the mirror as May is gradually coming to a close and say, you know what, Kemi, you set this goal at the beginning of the year. How far with it? What has been happening? Why hasn't it been accomplished? And guess what? You might look down at it and realize that <laughs> this thing cannot work right now in the reality of my current life. And that is fine. But what doesn't work is continuing to make promises to yourself. And then you continue to break them. That tears down a bit of one spirit step by step, 
time after time every time you set a goal that i'm going to lose 5 kg i'm going to lose 6 kg i'm going to take my fitness more seriously i'm going to do this i'm going to do that you are making a promise to yourself and research has shown that we believe more than any other thing the voices in our head because we hear the voices in our head most when we are talking speaking out loud like i'm speaking to you that's the only time we think that we are talking but our thoughts are thoughts our words rather our thoughts are words they're conversations we have with ourselves that is why we tend to believe you know negative voices in our heads more than anything right our thoughts are right there and we're speaking to ourselves all the time so kemi tells herself that i'm going to do this i'm going to do all the things that i need to do and then she starts to break those promises time after time and then she starts to erode the self-belief in herself and at the end of the day what are you left with you are left with doubt you are left with being unsure that you can actually achieve this goal because nothing any other person is going to say to you nothing any other person is going to try to encourage you you know that you can do it you can do it you've proven to yourself over and over and over again that you can't do it that you can't trust your own words and so the struggle continues it's not about, oh, okay, I'm going to be motivated. I'm going to pay a coach. I'm going to sign up at the gym. I'm going to do whatever and everything. It needs to start from the place of personal responsibility. Am I taking ownership of my journey? And so right now, we're just going to briefly look at three ways to do this. I'm going to take you a three-step process. I, an exercise I do with clients when it comes to this point. Because it gets to a point when I'm like, okay, you know what? We need to check things out. You've been giving too many excuses. Even though I'm empathetic, I understand. But we need to figure out what's going on. If not, you've just paid me big bucks. I'm going to do my job, but you're not going to get any results. And that doesn't work for me. So the first thing we're going to look at right now, if you're struggling with this, or you know somebody who is struggling and you want to help them out, is the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to sit down and examine that goal itself. I said previously that I don't like clients setting goals when they're in a motivated state, when they're in a euphoric state, because guess what? It's going to be an exaggerated goal, inevitably. You know how it is when you meet some people who are um, like sanguines and they are all excited. They make promises. <laughs> if a sanguine promises, hey, shout out to all my sanguines there, this is not a sub. But it's true. Somebody who is you know, maybe you meet a sanguine now. I'm using sanguine because they're the ones who are usually in the, you know, elevated and happy state of mind. And maybe they just got a contract or they just got something. They can make promises up here that you'll be so, oh, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then reality comes and <laughs> everything goes quiet. I don't like making setting goals in a euphoric state I, that's why i don't really like new year resolutions because we are all motivated and gingered and relieved and happy that oh yeah another year is come has come whatever shit has gone with the previous year is gone and you know this year is going to be different it's going to be better and i am all for that but when it comes to weight loss and fitness goals umba I don't want a motivated state. I want a clear-headed, realistic state of mind when you are setting your goal. So we need to sit down to look back at that goal that you have set. Is it a realistic one? Is it really a goal that you want to accomplish? Because the mind, the way the mind works, its sole purpose is to protect us. Its sole purpose is to keep us from pain. If you set a goal, 
that is higher than your mind's threshold of pain. It's going to continue to sabotage you to, uh, to achieve it. Set a goal that I want to lose 15 kg in two months. Your mind is going to be like, who do you want to kill? Not you, <laughs> not me. You know what? So everything that you have put in place, it takes an extremely hard willed. It takes an extreme level of determination to achieve that is going to override that um, safe lock that has been put in us, that's been wired into our psychology to override it, to accomplish that goal. So is that goal really realistic? Is it something that you can really achieve or you just set it and you adjust it? I'm not saying 15 kg is not an achievable goal, but what time frame did you put? What time frame did you put? What parameters did you put around achieving that goal? Did you say, oh, I'm going to be working out twice a week. I'm going to be eating just fruits and veggies. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. And that is painful for anybody. It's painful for even me to think about, right? So your mind will continually find ways to sabotage it. And then if the reality of your life does not, is not conducive to those parameters you put in place, think the struggle is going to be there. And then we're going to have this disappointment and falling short. And again, the erosion of the self-belief. So I need you to sit down to look. Is that a goal that is really achievable? Is it really a goal I want? You're like, oh, damn it, I set that goal. What do you mean that is it really a goal I want? Yes, is it really a goal you want? Or social media told you that you want We'll do another podcast on body goals and the dangers of body goals. So I'm not going to really go into that, but I need you to think about it. The second thing you need to think about it. Have I counted the cost of achieving this goal? Because one thing I see a lot is that we set these goals and you know, we're all excited, but we don't count the cost. It's going to cost something. There is nothing on this earth that is worth achieving. That is not going to cost. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you dedication. It's going to cost you Netflix. It's going to cost you, um, chocolates. It's going to cost you, it's going to cost you something. And when we sit down, we don't sit down to calculate this costs, the price that you're going to pay to achieve your goal. No matter how, you know, we, we, uh, I'm a big preacher of making this lifestyle very sustainable, enjoyable, and all. But people think that because of that, it's not going to cost you something. It's a lie. It's going to cost you something. So do we sit down to count the cost? Waking up early to get in the workouts. Waking up, you know, um, on time, right? Maybe to say your prayers before you do your workouts because both are important to you. Taking out some time over the weekend to meal plan to meal prep. Counting the cost, maybe not going out so much with friends to eat out because you can't really figure out what's in the foods and then there's going to be alcohol and it's going to disrupt everything for you, right? We're going to have to count the costs. If you don't count the cost, then it's always going to be somebody else and something else that is to blame, right? And then the last part I'd like you to examine is this goal that I have set in my current lifestyle. Is it the time to achieve this goal? Mm-hmm. Look, I want you to lose weight. I want you to get fit and healthy. I want you to do whatever and everything. But guess what? There is also the reality of life. And at times, the timing of everything might just not sync up. That's the truth of the matter. 
at times we have to really 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 drop down that goal and reduce it to the bare minimum because of what the reality of our life is saying because of what is on ground so if we say that bc for example right now just got a promotion has a new baby um maybe her husband's work schedule has now changed and he has to be traveling out of town quite a bit so he's not around so much all the things all good things all fantastic but bc wants to lose the baby weight but guess what by the time she looks around at everything with two other kids maybe one kid is just about to get into secondary school the other is still in primary school this and that she has to sit down and examine and look and say that okay you know what what is the barest minimum i can do now because maybe me losing that 15 20 kg baby weight maybe this isn't the time right now look i can tell you this because i did it myself when i had my daughter i have two kids when i had my daughter I had to sit down at a point in time and I had started coaching at that point in time, right? I started to sit down and I looked at it and I was like, you know what? For the next six, mo six months, weight loss is not going to be in the scope of my reality at all. It's not going to be because I had so many things going on. My husband was working out of town. I was just a new mom to two kids. You know how it is. Uh-uh. Yeah, a mom to one is a different ball game from you being a mom to two new kids. I was in a transition with business. Um, I had to, we had to look for another place. We had to move out of where we were living at that time. So it was a matter of getting another place moving. My life was so busy that I was like, I cannot sit down to factor in weight loss at this point in time. So I just told my husband, Oga, this is the game plan. <laughs> Not that he was on my case or anything, or he, I don't even think it even occurred to him. But I just laid the cards out on the table for everybody that this is what it's going to be. So guess what? At that point in time, all I focused on was getting in enough water. I was breastfeeding anyway, eating as healthily as I could for six months. Guess what? When that six month time that I'd given myself was up and everything had leveled up quite a bit in five weeks. And this is not about yo-yo um, dieting or trying to pressure anybody into anything. I'm just giving the reality of what I, but guess what? In five weeks. I lost the weight and it was much easier because I had been doing the barest minimum over the past six months. So I want us to start taking responsibility. It is not the, what's it called? It's not the, it's not the best state of mind to always play the blame game with something external. There are external things that happen that are not in our control that we can't do anything about. I agree. But we need to still take responsibility there. What's the best I could have done in that situation? Right? What's the best I could have done that week that was so busy? I could have still drank water even if I was in meetings all day. I could have still taken my phone calls, pacing all around, even and taking the stairs and walked everywhere I could, even if I couldn't work out because work was crazy. Right? I could have still ensured that I got a portion of fruits and veggies over the course of the day. Even if I couldn't really plan my meals and do what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. There is always a place we can take responsibility. And when you start taking responsibility, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. Because it lets you know that I will be able to do this thing because I am in charge. And so regardless of whatever happens, even if the goal will take me two, three more times than I envisage to accomplish I am still going to be able to do it. A bit of tough love today, but 
anybody who knows me that yes we smile we play but i bring the truth right i trust you've enjoyed this today and gotten value do share with anybody who needs to hear this message remember to rate and review on spotify on google podcast on apple it means a whole lot to helping the show grow i love your feedback i'd love to hear from you anything you want me to talk about let me hear and have a super blessed and productive week i'll speak to you soon